You are listening to the Corona Diaries, brought to you by Allegra. For more information, please visit allegralaboratory.net. Hi there, this is Justin Spike, journalist in Budapest, Hungary, checking in again for the Allegra Labs Corona Diaries. Uh, I'd like to update listeners a little bit uh, about the situation here in Hungary. As they might remember, uh, Hungary passed an authorization act in response to the coronavirus crisis, which really made the rounds in international press, caused a lot of outrage. Uh, A lot of people accused the government of taking undue powers for an unlimited period of time. Some people called Viktor Orban uh, the European Union's first dictator. Um, those reports have sort of calmed down by now. And, uh, here in Hungary, the situation has sort of ramped up into the second phase of the coronavirus saga when the government announced a couple of economic packages, which it plans to use to combat the coronavirus and to try to prop up the economy. Um, I don't want to get too deeply into the weeds of these economic measures because they're sort of technocratic uh, and boring, Uh, but there are a couple of elements which I think are important for us all to pay attention to, not just here in Hungary, but uh, anywhere around the world where we're living in places where the government, uh, various governments will try to use the coronavirus crisis as a pretext or a means to clamp down on democracy to disempower democratic institutions. Uh, Here in Hungary, the way it looks so far is that the government is doing this in a way that will uh, tend to centralize power, so take power away from municipalities all across the country, and also by disempowering opposition political parties by stripping them of uh, some of their much-needed funding. Here in Hungary, uh, the opposition political parties are much smaller and uh, much more economically precarious than the ruling Fidesz party. Uh, A couple of the major opposition parties are already in pretty dire financial straits. Um, And a new provision of what the government is calling the Coronavirus Defense Fund, which will be a fund of about 1.85 billion euros meant to combat the coronavirus pandemic. Um... They will take monies from the political parties to put into that fund for defense. So basically that means that 50% of state subsidies which go to the political parties for their operation and for their campaigning will be stripped from those parties and put into this uh, coronavirus defense fund. Now what this means is that those opposition parties uh, will have a lot fewer funds to work on when campaigning and doing their day-to-day operations. The reason that this appears to be something of great concern is that while the ultimate um, amount of money which will come from the parties to go into the Coronavirus Defense Fund is only about 3.3 million euros compared to the 1.85 billion euros total of the fund, what it means is that those parties are going to have a lot less money to work on. You could say that the ruling Fidesz party will also have to contribute 50% of its funds to uh, the Coronavirus Defense Fund. But the difference here is that A, Fidesz is much better funded than the opposition parties, and B, Fidesz uses other means for campaigning. So it doesn't only use those state funds to campaign. Uh, It uses uh, NGOs. For example, there's an NGO called the 
the Civic Cooperation Forum. That's sort of a, <clears throat> an extension of the Fidesz Party. It's funded by the Fidesz Party, but it's able to campaign freely, uh, and it does. And uh, and the Fidesz Party doesn't really have to pay for this uh, political advertising. Additionally, the government itself does a lot of political messaging, especially around election times. And the messaging that the government puts forth is often indistinguishable from messaging that, that uh, Fidesz puts out as part of its platform. So by taking away uh, money from the opposition parties, uh, the government seems to be trying to weaken them in such a way that they won't represent such a threat once uh, elections in 2022 come around. Uh, <clears throat> another thing that the government is doing with some of these measures is stripping municipalities of very important funding and stripping them of political power, thereby centralizing uh, political power in the country. This is probably a response to big political losses which the governing party suffered in October of last year when uh, opposition candidates in quite a number of cities and towns across the country won their elections, both mayoralties and also seats on local councils. Uh, this alarmed the governing party uh, to a substantial degree, and they spent several months trying to figure out what they were going to do in response because they saw that uh, the opposition joining together to run single joint candidates across the country had resulted in a rather successful uh, election campaign. Um, so to get out ahead of this, they're using the coronavirus as uh, a pretext for taking away a lot of the powers and the monies of these municipalities. Uh, going into this Corona Defense Fund, which Coronavirus Defense Fund, which I mentioned before, will be 95.6 million euros, which will be taken from local governments uh, by diverting the motor vehicle tax, which local governments uh, usually t put into their budget, uh, that will get, now go into the Coronavirus Defense Fund. Um, <clears throat> a lot of mayors from across, across the country uh, came out in protest of these measures, saying that, uh, that they deprive the municipalities of desperately needed resources, especially at a time of a pandemic, when local municipalities are, are particularly responsible for managing the crisis, for caring for uh, the needy, caring for the elderly. Um, and a lot of mayors and local council people are complaining that by taking away these funds, they're, they're, um, the government is putting public health at risk. Uh, another thing the government did was on Monday they made public parking free across the country. Uh, they argued that by making parking free, they would reduce the need for people to get on crowded public transport, and therefore they could maintain uh, social distancing guidelines better if they were to use their own vehicles. That was the argument. Now, a lot of mayors opposed this measure for one, because local municipalities and here in Budapest, local districts are the beneficiaries of parking fees. This represents a big part of their uh, of their revenues. Uh, and additionally, they argued that it wouldn't cut down um, on social contact, but that it would encourage people to leave their homes uh, and go out, which 
uh, a few days later based on data from uh, travel application, mobile applications. It was shown that, yes, vehicle traffic uh, went up significantly, at least in the city of Budapest. Um, one local mayor said that the government was actively using the situation to increase the burden on local governments um, and said that one of the most stable revenues for municipalities and districts in the capital was the motor vehicle tax, uh, which is a steady source of revenue. You know, it's, it, it doesn't change based on tourism or viruses or natural natural disasters. Um a group of 41 opposition mayors, in fact, came out and said that uh, the government had essentially left them to combat the pandemic alone and had not been providing them with adequate supplies and is now using its extraordinary powers, which have eliminated democratic controls, to bleed out the local governments. So when it comes to democracy being uh, <clears throat> put under threat, uh, by the coronavirus crisis, I think things like this are a lot of what we're talking about. A lot of a lot has been made about uh, Hungary becoming the first dictatorship in the European Union with this authorization act, which it passed a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think I think the real threats to democracy are a lot more banal, and I think oftentimes they look like this: they come through defunding um, of local institutions centralizing power and sidelining uh, political opposition, sidelining political debate through the media, which is something that's also happening here, uh, chilling effects on journalists. And I think we're seeing all of that here in Hungary. Um, one thing that uh, I would also like to add is that uh, a recent poll here in Hungary found that Around 7% of working age people have lost their jobs so far uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, <clears throat> and what's interesting about that is that the poll shows that the people most affected by job loss so far during this crisis are the less educated and women. Uh, both of these groups uh, were the hardest hit. 13% of, of each of those demographics have lost their jobs so far while 10% of those with a secondary education have lost their jobs. Uh, that rate goes down when we're talking about uh, more educated people, middle-class people, who are typically the ones who are able to work from home. Uh, this raises a lot of questions in my mind about the meaning of essential work and of essential workers. Um, I think it can really cause all of us to think, if, if we're sitting at home and working, to wonder whether we consider the work that we do to be truly essential. Um, now, as we see around the world, people whose jobs in the past were uh, were maligned or, or insulted as, as being low-level, people who work in restaurants, people who work in the service industry, um, sanitation workers, um, cashiers at shops, etc., uh, these jobs are now what are being considered essential work, which cannot be put on furlough and cannot be uh, sacrificed. So it's these people who are unable to work from home. So far here in Hungary, 40% of Hungarians are continuing to go to work as normal, uh, while around 21% are working on a modified schedule, 
which basically means either that they've had their hours cut uh, or that through their workplace they've managed to find some other solution where they have to come in less often. And around 31% are working from home. So I think this, this data suggests that it's the less educated and the lower earning workers who are the most vulnerable, not only to losing their jobs in this crisis, uh, but also the most exposed to the virus itself, as these are the people who have to continue going into public to do what we now consider uh, uh, essential jobs and are unable to self-isolate by working at home. These are a few thoughts that I've been having, and uh, thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week.